The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 157, recorded September 22nd, 2022. That's a lot of twos. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me in his imperial hat. Michael Diaz, because I'm an imperial badass. Uh, take the bad out. I think it'll work out just fine. Yeah, either works. Either works. <laughs> Dude, it's been a couple of weeks. You've been busy. So... Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. We couldn't record last week. I was, I, I think we got home maybe about nine thirty, ten o'clock. But we had been on the road for fifteen hours. Yeah, that's tough. We'll get this next week. I don't know if, when we're going to record either because I'll be traveling to New York, to New York City Tuesday for an uh, uh, to photograph an event on Wednesday to drive home or to fly home on Thursday. To get here roughly noon on Thursday to drive back to New York for a wedding. What? Why don't you just stay in New York? Because I got to, um, Michelle's going to come with me and we got to pick up Sam in Ann Arbor. And uh, it just, we, we bought, we, we didn't buy tickets for that. This, this came up in between. So, and she doesn't want to drive by herself, obviously, um, to New York. I mean, I would love to stay by myself, but. You know, yeah, whatever. but you're picking up Sam, right? Yeah. That's not by yourself. Well, you can have that conversation if you'd like. <laughs> it's easy for me to say because it's not my wife. So I can just say, just tell her, Joe, just tell her. <laughs> uh -huh. How's that work for you? Well, I, I, it doesn't work for me. That's why I'm telling you to do it. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. So anyways, no, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to it because I, I haven't, we don't spend a lot of time with Sam. He's moved out. So it's actually, you know. Where it's, you're not going to, you're not driving all the way back to New York city, are you? Or Buffalo area. Oh, okay. Buffalo. Let's see other side of the state. Yeah, I know. Are you cutting through Canada? No. Why? It's faster. Is, well, Sam doesn't have the credentials to get in and out. I thought, didn't they change it? As long as you have the the uh, star on your ID. He doesn't have okay. that either. He doesn't what got. How does he not have that? He's a 23-year-old kid who doesn't think about that stuff. Oh, man. Anyways, enough of that. <laughs> so enough next week, we, yeah. we, we have to figure out a time. I might have to record on the weekend. Um, I don't know. But actually, we can't because I'll be at a wedding. I'll be driving back Sunday. So I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll see, figure something we'll figure out. out. Because yeah. I realized. have got a lot even, of stuff to do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be gone Wednesday. I'm going to be in Detroit Wednesday. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to be. I think I'll be back here home in town on Thursday. But then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be in Chicago. All right, well, we'll figure that's, it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. I might have to miss, miss another one, but that's okay. Um, well, let's jump into actually, the news so they don't... Go ahead. Actually, we're going to have an early episode next week. On Monday. Oh, yeah, if we record Monday, that's fine. Yeah, that's right. Just there'll that's be no... Right. It'll be a special episode. We'll, we won't say that what that is because it hasn't happened yet. So exactly. make sure it happens. But it's, a, it's special. 
yeah, special. Um, all right, let's jump into the news. Michael, you wrote all the news out. So Michael uh, did his due diligence this week with the flow of the show. Um, I know a few of these things, but let's uh, we'll let Michael do the rundown. Well, a lot of this news came out a couple of weeks ago, but I do want to cover it. it things that came out of uh, D23, as well as some other news. The first one's kind of the biggest surprise and kind of a lot of left field is the uh, announcement that uh, Keanu Reeves is back for Constantine 2, 17 years later after the original. Like, you know what? Saw that top gu- it's all Top Gun's fault. <laughs> Let's see what we can do from 15 okay, years but, ago. There's a, there's a new Fletch Gun. out. Top, well, there is a new Fletch, that's right, with John Hamm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but let's remember, Top Gun was a major box office success. Constantine was a minor success. I mean, it made yeah. his money back, and they talked about doing a sequel, but we've now, this is, there's at least, what, three iterations of John Constantine oh, a TV, around? Yeah, they had the TV show guy. And then he moved on to a couple of other shows, same actor. Yeah. Right. And then we had the other in Sandman. If you watch the Sandman series on Netflix, we had uh, they a turned, female Constantine. Uh, yeah, exactly. Joan? A female. Was it Joan? I think I so. The first name. Was, yeah. Uh, which was cool. But uh, yeah. But, you know, he's he, like a lot of stars. It's like, well, this franchise worked. Let's see what I can do. Um, it will be strange, though. Thing. Go ahead. Well, I just, that's the thing. It it kind of worked the last time. I think I think they're just ahead of their time. It's possible, you know. With all, and the world's changed a lot in terms of comic book movies and things like that. So, well, that's what I'm saying. And also, Francis Lawrence. I think that was one of the first major films he directed. And then I, I think he went on and did one of the Hunger Game films. He's had a very successful career since. It's kind of like I don't know. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't even remember his name now. But uh, David Fincher. Oh, right. Did yeah, Alien yeah. 3. And like, that yeah. was his first major movie. And you know people dogged it at the time. But now you can kind of appreciate it as its own film. But he's obviously gone on to have a very, very successful uh, career since. So Right. Right. Yeah, but, you know, it's so hard to pick. Because, like, you know... With Rise of Skywalker, right? There was the whole because uh, Trevorrow was supposed to direct it, right? And right. we had JJ come in, so but you know it didn't work out for Trevorrow, and it was like, oh, his script is great; it would have been so much better. Did anybody see Jurassic World Dominion? The funny thing is, I have Peacock. Yeah, for like I paid for it because it was only twenty bucks for an entire year. I think I've had it a month now, and I haven't even. Because it's on there for free. It was one of the selling points. Oh, do yeah. you want to see the extended version of Jurassic World? Why would I want to see the extended? Why would I want to see the extended something that was bad? Let's extend the badness. Right. I I really don't have any interest. I'm. I'll probably watch it at some point. And then I'll probably wait long enough. Where I was like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, Batman versus right. Superman. Right. Well, who knows? Who knows? But I I haven't jumped on it. I mean, the point is, is we don't know what a director is going to do when you get into this world, like of any world, like you just hope they do something well. So, um, uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. We'll see. I like, you know, Keanu's got the kind of the new revolution again. He's been Bill and Ted again, and then he's making another wick right now. 
Um, so I mean, everyone was like, "Oh man, the Matrix when it came out twenty years ago." That's Keanu. You know, he's he's back in the game. You know, he's he's the man. And then after those, like, oh, I guess Keanu is done now. And then he did yeah. John Wick, and it's like, oh man, Keanu is back, and now Matrix well, it did re- it, Yeah, and it didn't do us do so. I didn't see it, so you didn't see it. Comment. No, it's worth a watch. Is it's, it streaming somewhere? I don't know. HBO Max. Oh, is it there? Okay, maybe I'll watch it one day. It's Warner Brothers, so yeah. Yeah. Once you get through Daredevil, I'll get. I'll do that. <laughs> fair, Joe. Fair. All right, let's move on. Percy Jackson reboot. What is that about? Tell us, Michael. So, well, they did a couple movies, what, about 12 years ago now? They did one movie then and then did a Yeah, my kids like them. They were fine, but they weren't great. I mean, they were, I saw them both. I think I liked the first one better than the second one. I think, I don't even know how long it was between the two, but the second one came out and I was like, eh, well, whatever. But then, mm-hmm. you know, with a teenage actor, you only have a few years before they age right out of it, right? Right, right. So this time, Disney's being a bit smarter. Instead of doing films, now that they have the uh, rights, they're doing it as a TV show. Oh, that feels like the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I might check it out, but I, again, like you said, your kids liked it. I was never really into it. Um the movies were fine, but nothing where I was like, oh, I need to see more of that. So I don't know. I don't know. Did you but watch the teaser? I didn't, I didn't see the teaser. Did you watch the teaser from D23? I, was, I did. I did. But it's, you know, it's fine. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's fine. But it's coming out. All right. This Tales of one, the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. You definitely T- into that. Tales of the Jedi 1026. That's an awesome preview. This is a... Kind of the animation style of Clone Wars and in Bad Batch. Uh, they're just um, a few side stories of, of Jedi's and various people. It looks like mostly like Dooku and uh, when Dooku was teaching um, Qui Gon, and you got Anakin teaching Ahsoka. So there's a lot of cool. And there's like a I don't know if that person's an Inquisitor at the end of the preview or a Sith Lord that meets Ahsoka. Um, looks like somebody from the, one of the video games, um, but I'm not quite sure who it is uh, at the end of it. Uh, and where he goes, like, and who might you be? Um, dude, it's going to be, I'm, I'm watching it because Star Wars, of course. But it looks good. It looks awesome. It, get- it looks really good. And it's it's short. It's not a lot of episodes. It's not going to be like the Clone Wars, which I'm not dissing the Clone Wars. I've enjoyed the Clone no, Wars. Sure. I like Bad Batch, but it's like they're a quick hit it and quit it. And here the scene, yep. here's the show's done i hear i did hear that uh i don't know if it's been confirmed that they're going to do another ser- uh, season of um visions i think Star they mentioned yeah it was, I'm, I'm totally down for that because some of those were fantastic oh they were great it was all the great art great stories fun to watch really opened up the world in a little different way i'd watch more um, of that 100 yeah Mandalorian okay. season two, sometimes in 2023. Okay. Did I say season two? Sorry, my yeah. notes are wrong. Season three. Season three. Um, season three. Well, yeah, awesome. <laughs> good little yeah. good little clip on that. With uh, We're seeing a little bit of uh, Mandalore, and uh, it's basically confronting his past, or confronting all of Mandalore's past, and we'll see what happens there. 
Yeah, and we we know his quest. He has to what somehow go beneath the mines of Mandalore and bathe in the pools there. He's got or to something find. Be- well, he's got to find Ra's al Ghul. What? And then bathe <laughs> the Lazarus pits in the Lazarus pits to be reborn as a Mandalorian. No, because he's kind of Batman. Kinda, kinda. Yeah. His his parents died. I mean, it wasn't Joe Chill, but hey, parents died. He's not really. He's not really a happy guy. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's going to be interesting because uh, obviously Grogu has chosen the path of the Mandalorian instead mm-hmm. of the path of the Jedi. Which makes sense. This is now. This explains why Grogu wasn't in. Uh, the, the sequel series because he wasn't one of Luke's students. He left. Right. So he can't be killed by Kylo Ren. Exactly. No. But that doesn't mean he still won't use his force powers. He just said not to be a Jedi. Right. Right. But no training to get worse. So he could become dark. You never know. Or gray. No. Could be great. Well, if somebody, let's say somebody kills the Mando and he just gets all angry. They're going down. <laughs> we, uh, some of the shots of what's his name? Um, uh, Apollo Creed. <laughs> uh, Grief Karga. He looks like he's even more elevated. Like he's got even more brighter robes and things than he did in the last one. So yeah, he, it like was kind of like. Uh, the world. Yeah, he, he started out as this low guy, but, you know, basically uh, like a broker. And mm-hmm. then we saw him at the end. He was kind of like starting to run things and now he looks like he's in charge of everything yeah he's lando good for him yeah for sure but i mean who's not going to watch this if you're a star wars fan and and then you know right it looks fantastic yeah all right you take the next one all right secret invasion they show the trailer for that that came out from d23 it's you know samuel l jackson back once again as nick fury Uh, last time we saw him um I, I don't remember what the movie was, but we saw him at the end. Was it at the end of? Uh, no, it wasn't at the end well, of. Uh, well, technically, we saw Samuel L. Jackson in Spider Man, but it was a scrawl. That was it. Yes, thank you. And, and then we saw, but then we at the end of the movie there was a, that stinger that showed that he was actually on a scrawl ship. The real mm-hmm. he was taking a, his first vacation in forever. Yeah. So it's obvious he's back on Earth. We don't know how long he was gone. But right. what is very interesting about Secret Invasion here is that in Captain Marvel, which remember took place in the nineties, right? I, because of history in the comics, I fully expected the Skrull to be bad guys, and that's not how they were painted in Captain Marvel. They were more painted as refugees that were being persecuted by the by the um, the Kree, right? And they just want to live peaceful lives here on Earth. And the, at the end of Captain Marvel, there's you know, one refugees. subset. There's one subset of the scrolls. It was just this yeah. those refugees, those particular ones there. Not the one, you know, there could be ones that are looking for revenge from the Kree across the galaxy, I suppose. Well, I can totally see that, yes, there's probably a extremist subset. I don't know if they're super scrolls. I would think so because a lot of them have powers. Now, again, they haven't established how scrolls work in the MCU. The way they work in the comics is a scroll, yes, can mimic and change to look like anyone else, but just appearance-wise, whereas a super scroll can also mimic superhuman abilities. Oh, really? If they yes. touch or just they have to touch or they have to can just see and go. 
Well, I don't remember. It's been that long since I've read anything with Super Scrolls. I feel I it's not fair if they don't to touch see. DNA to me. Right. That I feels weird. Like, I can just see it. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, it's clear that this is a subset of Scrolls that, at least that's my impression, that's my take on it, that it's a subset of extremist Scrolls that have, my guess is that they decided, you know, we were persecuted by the Kree, we are, numbers are so small now, we're never letting it happen again. And so we're going to do something about it because it even looked like, you know, I can't remember his name now, but um, the guy that played Krennic, uh, he was, you know, a scroll in the, in the last movie. And he also played his, his boss, right? That they were, that it was making that. Yes. And, 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 and yeah, he was never killed. I don't think. No, he, he was, was just, he was duplicated. That's all. Right. And right. so that might not be obvious. a scroll. That might not be a scroll. It might be the actual boss still. I'm thinking it's a scroll. Because no, didn't he copy the boss that was dead? Maybe did he die? He may have died. I don't remember. I thought he copied the corpse on the table. Right. I mean, oh, maybe it was. Point, yeah, that's right. But, no, but the the guy on the table was a scroll because it was his friend that died because he leaned over and says, "We'll get him." Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Or something like that. Yeah, we'll get I him, still but, think. I still think he's a scroll, and I think he was because just the look of shock on his face when he sees that that whole entire room is full of other scroll. Right. I I think, like I said, that's I, if I was a betting man, that's what I would bet that these are a an extremist subsection of scrolls that want to prevent their genocide from ever happening again. Got it. Well, to me, this is one of the better TV show previews I've seen for a Marvel show in a while. Um. Really looking forward to this one. I think this is going to be back in. I, I, I gotta say, I, I think, I think, um, all in all, Marvel's, uh, what are we in the fourth that stage, but the fourth, uh, phase four, phase four is probably the worst so far. Um, I, I wouldn't call it that it say that it's bad, but I see what you're saying. But after the high of Endgame. You know, we had a little bit of recuperation first with, you know, Spider-Man Far, far From Home. Which is great. I, I think there's a lot more of intentional setting the table with the MCU. And I think a lot of dots will get connected in Phase 5. But right now, you're right, it does seem a bit scattershot. Um, and part of that might be because of, you know, COVID, the pandemic. You know, they, Marvel couldn't charge forward with the plans they had. But yeah, but they it's still, they... they put a lot out and, you know, I don't, looking back, I started watching a little bit of um, Thor again. I'm like, no, I don't need to watch it again. Just not that the, good. The latest Thor? Yeah. Um, not, not not as good as second watch at all. Um, it really oh, goes downhill. Yeah. It really goes downhill. Um, and I think that even the second watch of Doctor Strange wasn't as good as the first watch. You know what I mean? It's just, okay. Um, and that, you know, nobody is, I don't know. There's so much out there that no one's talking about, like the giant, what do you call it? Um, in the ocean, the whatever. There was a reference to it in She-Hulk a couple episodes. In She-Hulk. Yeah. But, but not in the movies is what I'm saying. Right. The best That's movie, fair. the best, the, the best Marvel movie of the year is still Shang-Chi at the beginning of the year. So in my opinion, I, I can't remember all the more movies that have come out this year. 
But anyways, before we get too far to there, I just think that, you know, that show looks really good. It looks like it's going to maybe get things on track in more of the Marvel world, um, in my opinion. We'll see. Well, I actually have something else for our next topic, but seeing as we're talking about Marvel anyway. Yeah, do that. Let's talk about the leader has been revealed to be the villain of Captain America New World Order. Now, this is the Anthony Mackie Captain America, the Falcon America, if you will, that came from... He's Captain America, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah it's still Captain America, but I'm just letting... It's Anthony Mackie's version of it. Right. Which, no problem there. It's just... How crazy is it that they, they brought the leader back? I mean, they're reaching all the way back, what, 17 years now? Is that how long it's been? You're asking the wrong person because I have no idea who... The leader is. Well, did you see the Incredible Hulk? Yeah, he's in. There. So remember, um, he's he was chatting with the guy back. This is back before Mark Ruffalo was the Incredible Hulk. This is not the Eric Banner one. This is the, um, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I know. You're yeah, the Incredible Hulk. directed by yeah. you know Louis Leterrier, Leterrier. Leterrier. He's French. I can't say his name, last name, but uh, starring. Um, Oh, shoot. What was his name? Oh, from, um, not great. You son of a bitch. Uh, American History X. Yeah, exactly. From Fight Club. We know who he is. That guy. God, that guy. so stupid. Anyway. Ed um, Ed Norton. Thank you. Ed Norton. I did not look that up on Google, people. It did come into my head. I, I can attest to that. I'm watching him on video, and he was sitting there churning i could see the wheels spinning in your head joe <laughs> the hamster was moving <laughs> right ed norton that hulk movie yeah um he was talking to a guy who was trying to cure him and remember the guy synthesized basically cloned copies of his blood oh the guy that helped him that's the guy that's the leader that goofy ass yeah, remember when you know he helps the abomination he gives him the injection yeah. and that's how you but yeah Tim Roth and he gets the yeah that's the guy yeah when he gets knocked over some of that yeah, blood gets him in his eye right head. Yeah, that's right. It, well, there's a gash on his head, and it drips in there, and you see his head bubble and get bigger. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. That was a a uh, Easter egg that he was going to be the leader. Do you know okay, who the leader I is? I have no fucking clue who the leader is. So the leader is also a gamma powered uh, super being, but evil, a villain. Whereas as strong as the Hulk is, the leader has a super massive forehead, like huge insane forehead because his brain has been expanded so much. He is as smart as the Hulk is strong. Well, we don't know how strong the Hulk is anymore because he can't even get past a Jeep. Oh yeah. That's not good. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The point is the leader is supposed to be super, super intelligent. And that's, he's been a nemesis of the Hulk since I want to say the sixties or seventies. I mean, he's been around forever. All right. I never heard of him. Yeah. Just look him up. You'll, You'll see a guy, with a yeah. massive forehead that's green. It depends on what version of him. Sometimes he just has like a five foot tall forehead. But then sometimes <laughs> they kind of make his head, like his brain's growing out of his head. It's all bumpy and stuff. It depends on how what artist is doing him and what's affected him. You know, so was he, was he the, was that his name in the movie? No, no. Uh, they, he went by his, uh, his alter ego in the movie, his real name. And eventually he's going to become the leader, but no, no, no. But I mean, what was his name in the movie? Was it, was it who the leader is in the comics? Should we have known that from that movie or no? Oh yes. A hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. All right. Interesting. 
All right, cool. It helps acknowledge that that movie is part of canon. That's for sure. But same with, you know, Tim Roth and everything, just different Hulk. Yeah. In the comics. Uh, so like I said, his uh, real name is Samuel Stearns. And that's who he was. That's who that actor played in the movie. Tim Blake Nelson played Samuel Stearns, who Got it. later becomes later. All right. So I thought that was interesting. And seeing as we're still talking about Marvel, uh, the cast of Thunderbolts was revealed. Uh, now, Joe and I, Joe missed it. He just looked at it before this episode. So yeah. what do you think, Joe? You've seen the cast? Well, I just don't understand why Sebastian Stan and is a bad guy. And same with, um, I guess it's Black Widow, but I don't know what they would call her. Uh, I think she's just Black Widow now. Yeah. I mean, Florence Pugh's in it, or Yelena. Um, I mean, I, I assume they would be part of the Avenger side more. I don't understand, but, you know. We shall see, and then you've, well, we've got we've got what's what's uh, from you said from uh, Ant Man, Ghost, the Ghost, is it? the Ghost. But then yep. the other one too, the uh, that looks like the Ghost, but it's the the mimic she, uh, Taskmaster. Um, Taskmaster. David Harbor is the one that's going to make this show. Oh yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, and we've got Ugly Captain America. But he's actually a good looking. He's he's good looking dude. He just he's not symmetrical. So when you put like like you know, they say beauty is in symmetry. That's that's what people like in terms of if you did a, a test and you put pictures in front of people of what they think. It's a psychology test that I've had in many classes. When they put pictures of people, the people that they found in general that are more most beautiful are the ones that are most symmetrical. Right. Right? It's not well, it's I think part of it is the costuming too. They make them look that way a bit. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's kind of like Harrison Ford. If you cut him in half and turn his face on one side, like, his, he's so fucking crooked that you can't. Like, it, it looks, but he's a good looking dude. Right. You know, but when you put a symmetrical mask on somebody and then, like, the nose is off, you know what I mean? It just doesn't look that great. Um, but he's a good looking dude. I mean, he's got Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn jeans. Like, these are not ugly people. Um, so, anywho, Wyatt Russell is is who it is. So that could be cool. I'm surprised that I, I I got a feeling that Baron Zemo is going to be in this. He's got to be. He's he? got to show up at some point, right? Yeah. How does he not? So who's Taskmaster in this? So okay, was, so, wasn't it a woman, or is it this guy in the? I got the picture you sent me. Is it the guy in the in the left? Well, let's we're referencing a picture that no one can see. So let's real quick. So right. we got Ghost. We got Red Guardian from. Um, Black Widow. We've got mm-hmm. Yelena Black Widow from Black Widow. Mm-hmm. We've got Bucky Barnes, who may or may not be going by Winter Soldier. I'm assuming just Bucky now. Uh, we've got U.S. Agent, the aforementioned White Russell, and Taskmaster. So half the team is from Black Widow right there. Right, right. Now, again, in the comics, the Thunderbolts started out as villains that decided to dupe the world into trusting them, but really they were criminals and they were going to, but they were going to, you know, pull this whole scam and then rob people somehow. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but after being heroes for a bit or playing as they were heroes, they're like, this is much better than being villains. Let's keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Now there's been many iterations since then. Uh, like I said, they're not, so it's not necessarily villains working as heroes, kind of like the Suicide Squad, 
right. over time and evolved into more like a, a sanctioned team. And I think that's what we're going to see here. Um, Cause this fits in exactly with the Sarkovia Accords when, you know, the U S or some other, you know, maybe it's even the UN is putting this team together, but Remember, they tried to put the Avengers under the heel of the United Nations to be a sanctioned team to do what they were told. It was either under the United Nations or the U.S. I don't. They weren't really clear about that. Right. But they were going to be under some kind of governmental control, and that's what caused civil war and yada, yada, yada. This is a government-sanctioned team. Now, Ghost, yeah, she was probably in jail, in prison. Taskmaster, probably the same thing. We know what happened with U.S. agent. He voluntarily joined the team because he had to stop being Captain America because of murder. Right. I'm assuming Red Guardian is some kind of refugee where he can't go back to Russia um, and he'll do anything Yelena does. Now... I forgot, I forgot where it was left off when he... I forgot how it left off. Um, with him. I think well, the, the, the flying uh, fortress crashed and we don't really know what kind of happened to him. Got it. Um... Obviously, he turns up here. He's still a father figure to Yelena, who is on the team, and then Bucky. The only thing I can figure with Bucky is, technically, you could argue, that Bucky is still a U.S. soldier. He was missing in right. action, but right. he was you know, a member of the U.S. Army when he disappeared and was obviously um, captured and um, brainwashed by the USSR. So right. I, I was really surprised to see this cast. I'm surprised War Machine isn't a member because I assumed uh, because Rhodes is still a member of the Air Force that they could say, okay, we need an Iron Man type. You're going to be part of the Thunderbolts because he's still under the U.S. command. Mm. But he's not. And I'm also surprised we didn't get a Hulk analog. I would have thought maybe the Abomination would have shown up here, but apparently... We're just going to see him in She-Hulk, which I I can't believe. I mean, you don't bring back Tim Roth just for a couple episodes of She-Hulk, right? He's got to uh, be coming back. There's in a bigger something way. else, yeah, maybe down the road, or he, or just that's it. Who knows? Doesn't seem like it's a smart play, but you know, I don't know. <clears throat> we'll talk about She-Hulk a little bit later. Yeah. So anyway, that's the team. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. They're like the B-grade Avengers. I, I think we're just going to get the one movie, and then obviously we know we get two more Avengers movie. So something's going to happen to them in their in their movie. I don't think they're going to be – who knows if they're going to be a team at the end. But Right. I'll leave this last one to you because I'm assuming this is exciting to you, Joe. Well, it is. Iman Esfrandi. I'm not sure if that's the right way of saying his name, but he is going to be playing Ezra Bridger. In Ahsoka. So, Are you excited for a live action Ezra? Yeah. I mean, they had, they had to resolve him uh, somehow. Did you see the end of, you didn't see the end though, did you? No, I, I started the first season and then that's all I got. I started the first season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, you know, I'm just glad that they have Ezra in there. He, he played a prominent role, obviously in, um, in rebels uh he finished a kind of getting away or getting um thrawn out of the way uh he was in king richard i didn't see that that's the apple version i believe um with denzel 
uh, didn't watch it. Uh, so I, I don't know anything about the guy, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, you know, great. I'm just glad they, that they uh, are going to write his stuff up or at least update us on what his story is. Where, well, he, we don't know. I mean, he, he, I mean, Ezra just take, it's gone. Like they're, they're, they're like in the outer, outer, outer rim somewhere lost. Yeah. But I mean, the way it ends on rebels, we, we don't know what his fate is. And you, so I'm assuming you're curious as to where he's oh, been. Yeah, all his, time. He, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, if they show it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's the, he is a Jedi, so to speak. Interesting. Yeah. I have to admit, I do love how everything is canon in Star Wars and, they're really, they've got a good interplay between the animated series and the live action. Because honestly, some of the better stories have been told in some of the animated stories. So mm-hmm. for sure, they're taking sure, all the sure. best parts from the animated and bring them into live action. And I'm here for it. The Filoni verse. Um, so yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's what's going on. Um, Let's, we got a lot to talk about as we're already half hour in, but that's, I mean, it's fine. We missed a week. Uh, jumping right into our geek this week. Michael has a lot more than I do all the time, even with, while he's driving and in, in a different state. Uh, I have two. <laughs> you doubled me. You doubled me. Uh, uh, the Kenobi documentary. Of course I watched that. And uh, of course you did. Um, good documentary. Not everything I wanted to see. It was really it was a different way of doing a documentary. It's more about the emotional side of, of, of the film and why these people came back to do it. And there wasn't a lot of the, um, you know, here's how we made the sound for this. And here's how we did the music for that. It was a much different take on a documentary. So it was good. It wasn't what I expected, but I, I enjoyed it very much. I mean, I, you McGregor is just an infectious guy to watch. He just pulls you in and listen. And, and, um, and there's, there's some, scenes in there where they're, they're in the volume. It's really great if you want to see how the volume works. It'll be, it's all dark and then it'll just turn on while they're in there. And it's really kind of interesting in how the volume works. And you've got, um, uh, Ewan McGregor and, uh, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Hayden Christensen, you know, and they show the scene for the high ground and, uh, Hayden's like, I should have known that you had the high gun. And and you McGregor's like, you know, if I had a dollar for every time somebody yelled that to me as I walked around <laughs> the high ground. <laughs> um, but it was really good because they showed like the first day as set for Hayden Christensen. And it was just that, if you remember the scene where it's just kind of Anakin in the desert and Obi-Wan looks up and thinks he sees him, right? Kind of that kind of ghost oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was his first day on set. And uh, Ewan was done shooting earlier in the day, but he wanted to be back on set for Hayden, like to look at somebody way across, like, and that was the first time they saw each other. It was really cool. There's some cool shit in there. A lot of nostalgia. That is and, sweet. And uh, it's really good. And and when you watch something like that, after you watch a, a show where you can maybe like it, hate it, criticize it, love it, whatever, when you hear the people that work on it, like this shit's hard to do, right? And it's, and it's hard to get anything made, you know, um, but these people didn't half-ass it. Like they, you know, whether you like it or not, or it was the show you wanted, or you know, I'm talking to any Star Wars for any fan for any of these movies, you know, um, that we tend to not like it because it isn't what we wanted the story to be. Well, then fucking make your story. You know, go do it, big mouth. Um, these people really put their heart and soul into this. They really, really did, and they they wanted it to be a success. And you know, everything is looked at such a microscope without enjoyment that 
it's kind of a shame. But when you see the the creators behind this stuff, and they, they didn't, they don't want it to fail. They don't want people to hate it. Um, and it, it kind of makes me more, and I, I get more endured, endurement. Is that the word? I don't know. Uh, for the show, after I watch these and like seeing how, you know, I mean, you McGregor's a producer on it, not just a, by name. Like he's he was really ingrained in this thing. You mean like enamored? Enamored, yeah. No, and like and like not enduring, like endearment. And oh, okay, endearment. okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm more endeared. That's not endured. Endures to get through something. Yeah, uh, I was say, I, I thought you really liked the show. I, I did. Yeah, endear. I was more endeared to to the show based off gotcha. of you know the heart and soul they put into it. So, I you know, I think people should watch it if you like that kind of stuff. I I love those those things, the, the, how the sausage is made, so to speak. So yeah, watch it. What are yours? So I did finish dragon Lance dragons of deceit. It's fantasy. I think I mentioned this a few times now on the podcast. Uh, I won't go too much into it only because like I said, I read the dragon Lance chronicles in the late eighties as I was a kid. I read the sequel series, which were the, the twins, uh, tales, three novels there. I read a little bit after that, mostly in the 90s. That's probably the last time I really picked up Dragonlance. So I was excited to return, and this is an interesting story that kind of takes place in between events of the original Chronicle books and then then after. So I was really excited, but um, when it comes down to it, this book was meh. Because (laughs) not not because it's fantasy. The reason it's meh, I'll read the next book. But literally the entire point of this book is to exist so there's a second book. Like yeah, I noticed like the last 50 to 80 pages, I'm like, oh, now the story's really getting good. And it's over because it's all that's set like, up. That's funny. That's just like the Star Wars Aftermath trilogy. Yeah. Like the first book is like that. Let's take it to the second one. And the second one was really good. Like really good. And the third one was good. Oh, yeah. I'm, the first I'm, one was not good. I'm going to read the second book because – the story finally started getting good, but when the last 50 pages of a 380 page novel is what's good, I'm sorry, that's like 12% of your book. That's yeah. good, right? That's like a day at Cedar Point. Right? Because it's like you're there eight hours, but you really only got 15 minutes of writing time because <laughs> right. you were in line the whole time. Yeah, that's seriously. I mean, there are some interesting things in the book, but when it comes down to it, I was like, meh. So, like, seriously, as soon as it got in, I'm like, this is just to set up this series. So, the the best thing about the book was that it was done, and then I could start Heat 2 by Michael Mann, and I can't remember the woman's name. I don't have it in front of me. Um, that book is fantastic. Absolutely it's based fantastic. off. The, is it based off the movie? It's a sequel and prequel to the movie. To the movie. Okay, but it's a book. It's a book, but Michael Mann totally intends to make a movie. Oh, okay. He wants to do a sequel, which is going to be interesting because it's been, what, some 27 years or something since the movie yeah. came out. Val Kilmer might not be in the best shape, just saying. Yeah, he doesn't. He can't speak. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's a sequel in that it, start, it literally starts up a couple hours after the movie ends. Oh, so it's going to be it moves forward people. like a few days 
and then it jumps back 10 more years before the movie and kind of tells the story of how these characters got to those parts uh-huh. before the movie started. Got it. All it's right. fantastic. Well, it's graphic, but it's good. Cool. And that's my geek this week, Joe. All right. Hey, you know what time it is? It's Patreon time. So if you want to help out the show, check out uh, patreon.com slash kybercast. And, uh, you know, if you want to uh, help support the show and get things paid for so that we can, uh, well, we'll continue this anyways, even if it's our own money, which that's not a big deal. But uh, if you want to help out the show, that's the way to do it. That's a way to do it. Patreon.com slash kybercast. All right. We got three topics in our main topics today. We've got She-Hulk. House of the Dragon and Andor. Um, so we'll go in that order because, you know, I'm not going to spend that much time on She-Hulk. <laughs> That's fine. And I'll even, I'll even start with this. Last week's episode, episode five, was probably the weakest of the shows we've seen I thought so it was far. the worst one ever. It was so See, bad. I don't know it was bad, but I knew it was weak. It was like, okay, that was just a... That was nothing just happened. Like, literally, yeah. literally nothing happened in that episode. It was mildly amusing. What was the uh, She-Hulk in the lawsuit one? Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Waste waste of thirty minutes of film. I wouldn't go that far, but I also oh, I, am. I, I am going to far. say it's not. It's not the best episode in the series. No, and this one, this week's episode was slightly better, but. At least it acknowledges, okay, this is a fill-in episode. It's a standalone episode. So we all know you wanted to see Daredevil, but it's not this episode. It's basically what this episode was. Yeah, we had to see a yellow helmet, and that was the most exciting part of that whole fucking episode. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. The show is getting progressively worse, which is sad. But she's getting progressively better. Does it make sense? Like the actress and the character is is like progressively better. I like her a lot, but nothing is going on. Like, okay, there is, but they've, it's like a snippet. Like the real fun shit is the stuff that's like hidden. Like she gets attacked because they want her blood, and now with three episodes later, they finally talk about it again slightly because it's at the end of this wedding episode. It's like, how about you just tell the story? You can still be funny and all those things, but like. This other shit is a waste of time. I don't want to see that. Here's the thing, and maybe part of it might be because we're dudes. And this is definitely written from a female point of view. And there are things that we simply can't appreciate because you notice they go to the Intelligentsia website, which it is harsh. It is very much like an incel website. Like, if you look at some of the postings or stuff are like, how do we kill She-Hulk and She's got to go now. How do we cancel her? She-Hulk must die. I mean, it is some incel scary shit. There is a lot, a lot of social commentary going on with this show. Does that necessarily make for entertaining television? Joe, you're obviously going to say no. You didn't like the last two episodes. I thought this week was a slight improvement. But this I week agree. was way last better week. than the week before. There's some funny parts in it. I mean, at least there was a fight. He had something like he had some action. Like, you know, it, it was better for her character, you know, dealing with, you know, the one time she wants to be She-Hulk. She can't because of the wedding and all that stuff. But it, I, I'm fine with all that. It's fine with me. But you also have a compelling story that you can tell underneath that you're only doing five second shots from. Like the, I, to grip you. It's like, it's like, it's like, come on. Like if you have this cool story about them trying to get her blood and who's trying to get it. Like 
fucking tell it. You're four episodes later and it's like, you're still like, here's a giant needle. Like, I don't know. It could be a lot better than what it is. Like you said, it might, it might be because it's not written for us. I think my wife is pretty good. Is, is a female or if it's written and she's the same. She goes, what is this nonsense? Like, can we just get to some That's good fair. story? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Like I said, this week's episode is better. Uh, I, I love that they called out. We're not going to see basically you're not going to see Daredevil this episode. That's fine. Right. right. It, I just whetted my appetite. I, I want to see Daredevil show up. That's what I want. I, you know what? Look, I'm not watching the show for Daredevil to show up. I was watching it to get a story. No, neither am I. I'm just saying after, I'm sorry, I should clarify. After last episode's teaser, that little stinger with the Daredevil helmet, I was expecting Daredevil in this episode and he didn't come. So I'm not watching the show to see Daredevil, but I was expecting him this episode. And so that's fine. And what's this whole, the dude that's like from the Mandalorian playing the immortal guy. What was that? That was like... Weird side. He was awesome. Oh, he was such a slimy. He was also. Uh, he's he talked the same as the guy from. He's the same actor who played in from Boba Fett. Yeah, he was also um, Selena's husband from Veep. He played the same yeah. exact character there too. Yeah, it's just like it's just an annoying voice. Like my wife's like Michelle's like uh, he's the most condescending voice I think I've ever heard oh, in my he life. He's such a great slime. Did you watch Veep? I did not. You should watch it. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. And he plays when he shows up, he is always running a scam. He is such a slime in that show. So he's typecast. He's done a lot of other stuff, but he seems to shine when he's being a slime. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, he was interesting and, but it was, you know, again, it's a comedy show. I get it, but you still have a cool thread and the thread's not there yet. I don't know if it's yeah. going to be there. So, but yeah, I'm, right. I'm right there with you. I don't. I don't think there's really much more to say about She-Hulk. It's enjoyable, but yes, it's 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 certainly taking its time to get to the story. There is a good story there, but there's there's also a lot of other stuff. Speaking of a show that does not take its time, no shit. House of the Dragon is going faster than any Game of Thrones before. It keeps jumping and jumping time and fucking. Crazy, especially since we haven't talked about the last two episodes. Um, we've had a lot happen between episode and episode five, four and five. Uh, are you still in? You still like digging the show, Michael? Love it. Absolutely love it. In fact, so uh, not to jump too far ahead, but this episode five is the end of the young actresses playing yeah. the two key roles of the queen and Rhaenyra. Yeah. I'm, I miss them already, even though I haven't seen. Right. Obviously, we're days was, away from the next episode. They were so They've good. They've been fantastic. There's talk of the, the girl woman, she's 22, uh, who's playing Renera, that, that could play Gwen. Spider Gwen. Gwen Stacy. Oh, Spider Gwen. Oh, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Anyways, there's a rumor. Um, she's great, though, right? Yeah, like I said, I'm bummed knowing she's not going to be in the next episode that they're doing a time jump. Right, because they want to bring the other kids up and get the more of like the fight for the royal crown. But j- jumping back, let's get you know to episode four. Uh, boy, that Damon. Damon is just the guy who holds the room. Like Matt Smith is just, he sucks all the energy out of every scene in a good way. 
he's fantastic. But the only thing is, and this is not a diss or anything, but they didn't explain why he cut his hair. Yeah, I think he just did it. I don't know why. I don't, do you have the explanation? Well, well, I'm sorry. Well, so far, everyone we're seeing, all the Targaryens, have these long flowing locks. Was it something oh. happened with the crab dude that, that he had to? I'm wondering if something happened there that was cut for time. Was it, or maybe, was it on was it on fire? Maybe maybe he got caught on fire or something, and they just cut it. Nothing that comes to mind. All I know is that he comes out with the crab, you know, the crab feeder's body, that part of his torso. Yeah. And in the next episode, he shows up, and his hair's all cut short, and they never really said why. Again, it's it's a minor issue, and maybe they should, like I said, maybe there was something cut in editing that explained why he did that. But it just kind of, I don't know, it was something that I'm like, I want to know why. Because he doesn't do anything without intention. So that's my focus. That's why my focus went there. Because I was like, he did that for a reason. What's the reason? Is he trying right. to stand out? What's the, what's, the, what's the deal here? But um, you watched Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So it was surprising to me. Like I said, in the first episode, I was like, were those hints of incest with him, with Damon and Rhaenyra? And obviously this episode clarified that. Yes, that is fucked up, right? Yeah, but he he can't, he doesn't function. Like physically? Yeah, Dan, yeah. That's that was in episode two when he was in the brothel. That's why he got mad and left the brothel. He was not work. He doesn't work. He's having problems. It's yes. part of his it's part of his anger. He needs some uh Viagra. That's what he needs. Correct. So that's part of his character, um, which is why it's very important about his wife, the way his wife talked to him. Finally, oh, yeah. consummate, finally consummate our marriage. You know, like you can't get it up. You know, he totally dressed him down. He probably wasn't even going to kill her. Just came up at that particular moment. I think he was, was going to kill her, but not right at that second, you know. I don't know if he was or not. I don't even know if that was his plan. I think he just went there. I mean, and he found an opportunity that happened right. How does he know he, she was going to ride by herself right then and there? That was not that that was not that premeditated. Maybe he was there to kill her at some point, but um, I think that was more of like that particular issue. But I mean, it's it's his manhood is everything, and he doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah I right? thought of that. That's good. That's a good call there, Joe. Yeah, so he's having like his he he he's questioning the moment he can't do what other men can do, right? But he's he's, he's got this anger. Um, he's not a full person uh, to himself, is what he the way he thinks. You know what I mean? That said, not being able to get it up before your niece is probably a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. It's just a different world back then, you know, <laughs> or whenever this well, is a different world totally. I get it. There was all kinds of incest to keep the lines pure and the royal lines that exist in our world. I know that happened. It's not something just, I'm oblivious don't to. Don't we just have a line right now that's still, how old is the line? The, the British <laughs> right? monarchy? Right. So, but she was into it and I was like, oh, this is, this is okay. That's different. Then obviously. Well, you she, did have her drunk and get her on. She was a kid, you know, it was a little different. Yeah, it's, it's still it's still very fucked yeah up. yeah. Well, she likes yeah. Clearly, it's it's really fucked up. But then you know, and I don't even know what episode of, because it's four and five. Um, oh, but that in episode four, I mean, you know, being with uh, uh, Christer, Crest, what uh, isn't it Kristen or something? Kristen, Sir Kristen. 
I mean, that was her. Her th- that, that made more sense. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know if she drank that tea at the end or not. We don't. But it doesn't matter because she's married now from episode five to somebody who happens to be gay. So they're going to do the, the facade for a while. Well, I thought that's what they were going to do. In fact, I was convinced, you know, she was going to let him do his thing. She was going to do her thing. I was 100% convinced that Sir Kristen was going to get her knocked up and she was going to have a bastard that no one would know about, right? Uh, that ain't happening. Well, no, that's not happening now. Yeah. Well, episode five, Sir Kristen's still alive. He's saved by the queen for some reason. Oh, because she knows that he slept with her. Yeah, but why save him unless for blackmail later? I don't know. Like maybe she thinks that she's pregnant, and you gotta, you know, you gotta get them two together. I don't know. Who knows? Knowing that, like, that her husband's not necessarily um, a strong soldier, so maybe protection, and who knows? Um, But clearly, her kids do not look like a Targaryen. They have dark hair. They show that, and it's part of the preview of the next episode. The older kids. So, and then you've got Aegon. Aegon has the hair, and clearly he's going to be. We we don't know what he's going to be like. We don't know his personality. We'll see him. He'll be. It seems to me like he's almost like a Louis the Fourteenth kind of person, young, 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 and we'll see. Right. Uh, But I mean, the show's captivating. I mean, that whole wedding. You know, and Damon just kind of comes in, and then the queen comes in and steals the show with her green, you yeah, know, from her, her people's signet or whatever. And uh, she, it really made her that it was such a great scene with that queen. It's just like, you know, I'm done taking your everybody's shit. I am the queen. Right. You know, I thought the I did think that the, that uh, he the king died right then and there until they showed the preview of the next. And he gets older and he's got a lot of hair loss. It's like, oh, OK, I guess he didn't die. Yeah, I thought he had a heart attack. I thought he just what? killed over right then and there. Yeah, I, I just thought maybe they uh, did that to um, – that's why they got married so quickly, not the next day. Like, do it now before he's dead so that they can say she's the heir. Right. Well, sure he is, but yes, to solidify the two houses. To solidify the two houses, right, before anything happens, before, a, you know, whatever challenges, and it'll hold the kingdom steady. Um. But yeah, it's a good, so, you know, I watch these shows and, I, you know, this is the best soap opera ever. You know, <laughs> it's really all it is. You, you could call it, you could call it General Hospital. It's like, who's, who's sleeping with who? Who's dead? Who's, you're with you. Oh, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's all a soap, soap opera. opera. Right. It's just it's a setting. It's just a setting is enough for guys to watch. <laughs> There's enough blood and violence and gore to keep guys. Yeah. And dragons. Like, some people, uh, like, you know, soap operas, oh, those are for women. But there was also wrestling, which is way to the extreme for men. Somewhere in the middle yeah. is Game of Thrones. Exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so, yeah, great show. I, I, you know, it's going to, I am going to miss the two young, uh, the young actors. Uh, the show is f- just flying through time. It's almost like you got to reorient yourself every episode. Like, where are we now? How old is who? What? Yeah, how uh, every time it starts, like, okay, how long has it been? Now, where are we? What about Kristen I will, I will just say this. beating the shit um, out of that guy? I don't understand why he did that. Because he didn't want anybody threatening him down the road, knowing what he knew. Maybe that's it. And just he was broke. He loved her, wanted to leave, and that just broke him. 
like this guy's gonna be around too. Fuck this. I'm gonna take him out. He's gonna kill himself yeah. anyway. Right, right, right. I true. He was he was gonna yeah, he was well, gonna you know go who, full you know who, I mean this is not you know who this is, you know who Kristen is, right? No. He is Lancelot. Oh, 100%. That is that is Lancelot's story. I mean, defile the queen and, and it loses his honor um of being the the you know, the shiny the knight in shining armor, you know, that kind of stuff. But I mean it's it's Lancelot. Hundred percent. Yep. So very captivating show, and I have to say, I I have not watched the original show, but I guess I should have known that anytime there's a wedding, not to get too excited because there's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, apparently that's yeah, how Game of Thrones works. It is, um, so. but the one it's much different in Game of Thrones, and the book too. God, the book is so good. The books are great. If you have time to read them and get through the first 150 pages, you'll love every book. <laughs> right after Daredevil. Yeah. I don't mean that in a negative way. Like he's, he's got a rhythm of writing. Like you've got it. Once you get past 150, you are just motoring. You're like, I gotta get through that. And you get through it. It's just, it's just the way he writes. That's fine. Um, all right. We're almost an hour done and we're going to get into my, I guess the star Wars, my, my, my piece of the pie of, of the show. Uh, and Andor uh, dropped yesterday, September 21st. We're recording on the 22nd, as we said earlier. And first of all, they're very smart to put three episodes out there. Um, and I know that there's – I it was an interview that I read. It was either Variety or something like that with um, the director uh, uh, and the writer. What's his name? Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy is the writer, creator. Yeah, creator. That he said, look, it's going to be 12 episodes and every three episodes is a story arc. Okay. So, so we, so we've got four story arcs. We've got through one of them already, right? We've got through the first arc. And if they would have just did the episode one and left it, people would have been like, "What the fuck is this show?" (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn, but they're but 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 now that you see, like, if you watch them all, there's so many parallels to like young Cassian and moving on, and then Cassian moving on here. There's so many subtexts. To, I mean, it's very, very well written. Um, oh, so, first of, so first of all, my my thing is I really, really like this show. I have some problems. So don't think I'm just an apologist and I will get to my problems with the show. But overall, this is not a typical Star Wars show as it's, you know, it's based off Rogue One, which wasn't typical. But at the same time, if you look at when Star Wars, the first Star Wars or New Hope, as we call it now, when it came out, it wasn't quite as uh, kitschy as we think it was back then. Um, right. It's been made that way with the remake and putting you know more funny stuff in it. But like, it was about fascism and everything else. It was not. It was a dark. It's not. And Empire Strikes Back was pretty dark. It wasn't until like you know, uh, Return of the Jedi when you had Ewoks and funnier stuff that changed you know the way Star Wars was. So this is very much a um, dark show, gritty. It's down to earth uh and it's compelling i think it's a compelling compelling show i don't disagree this is not star wars after dark but there is definitely this is definitely skirting the pg-13 edge of star wars um and i know i mentioned heat too earlier but 
the reason I bring that up is because there was a very Heat-esque moment at the beginning of this show when he accidentally murders the one, I'll call him cop. He's not really a cop. Security guard, guy. Security, yeah. yeah notice uh, how also, arm of, too. Arm of the Empire, but not the Empire Guards, yeah. Right. Well, notice, too, quick tangent, their uniforms look very similar to the uniforms, the um, Cloud City security guards. Yeah, the Bespin guards, yeah. Yeah, the Bespin, thank you. Um, like, same hats and everything. Yeah. Very similar. Like, yeah. That's like the galactic, I'm a cop. Yeah. Or security guy. But anyway, yeah. as we're watching it and he accidentally kills that guy, I was like, oh, he's totally shooting this guy. He's, he's he, has to. He, he has, has to. He has to. Yeah. Because the, uh, the punishment for one murder is not any worse for two. So oh, Right. And that guy wasn't going to throw him under the bus once they took him in anyway. He, can't, oh, he, can't get, like, he, like he, he had no choice. Uh, but the show is like – to get, it, there's so many themes going on in the show that you have to really, really watch and pay attention to of of uh, lies, truths. You know who's telling. You know there's no. You know even the little thing when he goes in the brothel, nobody uses his real names here. Um, right, right. That kind of stuff. Like, and you know he's uh, there's just it's going through. Like you, even telling the droid, can you lie? And it costs like battery life. That was kind of neat. I didn't know that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, how many times can they get droids right? Like Star Wars somehow finds a, a niche. This is a fucking box, but it's a cool ass box. It's like you dig this uh, with B two emo or something like that. Hey, I love B two emo. I mean, come on, emo. emo. Yeah, it it's so on the nose, but it, he's adorable and he speaks English and he stutters. I love him. Yeah, it's great. So we don't know if he's gonna make it after three episodes where he's gone or you know he's still on that. probably not but i love him already he's he, he's still on ferrix but maybe he'll come get him later but uh, but you know you're you're right this i mean there's been hints of the underbelly especially you know we saw in coruscant in attack of the clones with death sticks and stuff like that there's always a hint of this darkness in this underbelly but starting the show first in a brothel and right. you know having prostitutes you know displaying their wares as he's heading through the red light district. But if you're, that is not if you're, what we're used to in star Wars. Let's say you're 12. They don't necessarily say it's a brothel brothel. Like nobody says it's all implied. Yeah, we know. We know. There's so nothing. Really, it, right. Yeah. It's just, it looks like a it cocktail looks, lounge. Yeah. We know because we're, we're bad people, but kids, <laughs> kids don't know. Well, like, and obviously, you know, a 12 year old doesn't hopefully doesn't know, about, you know, like in Amsterdam and the, you know, prostitutes mm -hmm. in the windows, which is what we were seeing a version of here in the bowls. Yes. Yep. They wouldn't know that. But you know, like I said, you start the episode right there. Yes, he had to walk down the pathway first, but it, it tells you right away this is not the Star Wars you're used to. And then the murder right after. And then the woman, I don't know what her if she's just a friend of his, I'm assuming she's just a friend. It's the not Bix. a sister because his sister got left behind. You talking about Bix or the woman that yeah. at the brothel? Not the woman at the brothel. Uh, the one, the mechanic woman. Yeah, Bix. Bix. He's he's been with her clearly. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Bix's new flame is jealous. Yeah, Tim, not Tim. Tim. <laughs> Uh, I might have. I might have a problem. Call me I'm, I'm, Tim. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of my problems. 
But I mean, you can um, have a normal name like Luke. It's not like that's a you know, right? It's not about that. Just it's like if you're gonna make it Tim, why does it have to be two M? Don't be you know, just make it Tim. Don't make two M's. Anyways, well, he's really Tim. He's Tim. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, then even showing her like showing up at Tim's place and obviously gonna get it on, and I'm like, holy. So I was fucks. All right. This they is show anything. They, no, they didn't show anything. They, they, they kept it 100% PG 13. They, they even skirted kiss, a little bit. They kissed, but it was okay. in the dark. Yeah. Well, yeah, but right. Um, yeah. There's a, but there's just a lot going on. Like, if you really, you know, what's funny? Did you, 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 did you see the, um, the James, the newer James Bond movies? Uh, I haven't seen the last two, so I can't. No. But I mean, you know, it's with, with what's with uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, so you got Tony Gilroy writing this, who wrote Born Identity and all that, which is like another James Bond. Cassian's kind of like James Bond, or going to be, of Star Wars. He has more Daniel Craig James Bond, yes. Right, he has like no family. He's going to be recruited to be an assassin, or a spy, so to speak, a spy that can kill. He. We we already told that he has a way with the ladies because like there's mad husbands and wives. So he's been sleeping around. Um, I don't know. Could be interesting. I feel like it's uh his. He's turning him into a James Bond kind of guy. More of a blue collar James Bond, but I'm good with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um, but which Daniel Craig was more like anyway. I mean, even the whole thing with how do you want your, your, your how do you want your routine? I don't care. Yeah. Um. <laughs> How about that the the flashback stuff where like it's Lord of the Flies? Like clearly all the adults were killed or wiped out. Yeah, I was asking, and you know, I was asking Shaley that. I was like, "What is going on?" I I liked it though. I oh, I just wish they would have put done subtitles or something. I mean, you can get the gist of what's going on. I watched I, it with subtitles because I always miss stuff. Did uh, they actually translate it? No. Nope. It just says what uh, in Canarian or something like that in, the, in their language oh. or whatever. It would have been funny if uh, it translated it, right. but only show the characters in Arabesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do a double look up. Then someone would have to go, you know, look it up and write it all out, but you could watch and go, what the fuck? Well, you um, know, there are, you know, something happened to their adult people there. Right. And they alluded to that, that something happened. They caught an industrial accident. Mm-hmm. Something, you're right, something happened because even though that ship crashed, notice the people that were dead on the ship or near death all have this yellow tinge to their skin. Yeah. Something happened, and I don't know if it's related to the ship, but I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions, and it's a slow burn, but this is different from any other Star Wars show I've watched. You know, it definitely feels lived in which we've seen in star wars for some time i love that lived in aspect and this is i i don't know we're, we're seeing we're seeing why the rebellion happened which yeah is what's, just, yeah what's interesting to me is like when they when he's uh in the in the flashback in the last ep, or episode three where um they show him being you know they show cassa or cassian uh, being um, taken by Marva over there because, you know, we got to save him because the Republic will be here. 
Republic is not used as a happy term. No, so it hasn't been called empire. They're not calling it the empire, which is weird. So it's like the Republic is gone, but I guess because he, but at the end of revenge of the Sith, he says a new galactic empire. So it's really, you know, I'm curious as to, cause this is only five years. Oh no. Back then would be the Republic, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's right. Okay. I'm confused. Cause the cast, the store, the, the movie, the movie, the show takes place five years before the battle of Yavin. Right, as adult Cassian. We don't know how right. far back that was. Yeah. I'm guessing at least another 10, 15 years. Easy. He's got to be 30, I'm guessing. He's probably older than that, but right. 32, 33. So, and in, 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 he looked like he was 11 or 12. Right. So maybe, maybe 20 years. Well, it's five years before Battle of Yavin, and he dies right at the Battle of Yavin. So, again, 15, 20 years, somewhere in that range. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was still during the Republic, but it could be the Republic under Palpatine where he may have already sort of been doing well, it would be the, shit. Yeah, it would be the, the um Clone Wars era, I guess, right? Yeah, but you know, Palpatine always has a backup plan. We'll find out what happened, but they were strip mining something. Now yeah. could it be I, so we could start building Star Destroyers? Yeah, Kyber or whatever. Who knows, right? So, yeah. so we got a lot to learn there. But the whole arc of like him being taken from his first family and then now he's leaving his second family to join another family. There's, there's a thing about family in this this arc. There's a trust. Who are you gonna trust? And then then you finally get to the big cheese dude with Stellan Skarsgård's character with what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, what is his name? Gotta look it up. What was Stellan Skarsgård's character's name? I missed it. Um, I don't know. I have to look it up. Anyways, but he meets meets him in in uh, that that was an awesome scene. Uh, even though they showed a little bit of that earlier from D twenty three, but being in that weird place where shit's fallen and um but not just that but what led up to is all that banging and it, it makes you intense and then you know when she goes you, you know what's worse is when it stops what happens when it stops you know the shit goes down like the whole town was being is part of the the system of defiance and they just were trying to keep it low key and Cassian kind of fucked it all up um but they all helped him out anyways. You know, somebody, that dude that he was talking to earlier tied the boat or put the ship next to the to the junk, got it tied and ended up blowing up that ship. That was fantastic. It was great. And then you, uh, you know, you had the little, the, the fight and then the charges on the, the fake land speeder that went out and, you know, just did everything you could to, to get out of there. But Stellan Skarsgård teaching him, first rule, do this, second rule, do that. And his kind of gruffness and great scene. Great, great, great scene. Much better now that you see it in context, even. Uh, Luthen, Luthen, that's his name. God damn Luthen it. Real. Yeah. So I'm digging it. I'm I'm looking forward to it, uh, to the rest of it. Uh, sounds like you're digging it too. 100%. This is, like I said, I fully admit the, the show didn't blow me away, but that's okay. We've got 12 episodes one, this is one of the longer of the Star Wars shows we're getting. Yeah. 
So I'm okay with it taking its time because that's the whole point of the show. We're supposed to be learning more about how the rebellion formed. And we already know the rebellion from Rogue One, that was the first major offensive by the rebellion. Because even though there were disparate groups still, they still were not a cohesive whole quite yet. Right. The cells were talking, obviously, major factions were there on Yavin discussing things, which led to their first major action. But right now there's these little teeny pockets of rebellion. Yeah. Don't know the others exist yet, but hope are hopeful that they do. So it's going to take time for them all to slowly connect. I hope they get burn too. I hope they connect Emphis Nest in this somehow. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Okay, so here's some problems I have. So I don't want people to think, you know, I only pick on Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> okay, hit me so, with what you got. Some of the problems I have is I think it's a little too real world. I think they didn't rely. There's there's problems of bringing it to feel a little more Star Wars. One, I didn't like that they used the word shit. Kind of weird to me in Star Wars. It's in there. It's small. I know Han Solo says, I see you in hell. Um and Empire Strikes Back and just kind of words that we would use, you know, when you watch Mandalorian, he says, dang, Farrick, you know, it's a Star Wars way of swearing. I, w- I would prefer that, but, you know, just kind of makes it a little too real, real world for me, like, like our world. I can see that. And I don't like, I think the sound design is not very good at all. All the blasters sound different than any Star Wars. Like it doesn't sound like Star Wars sounds. Um, that might be intentional because they're not stormtroopers, and they're not they're rebels. So when Han shoots his blaster, it sounds the same too. It's, just, it's not that much different. And I'm just saying a, that may have been a conscious choice. It may have been, but I'm just telling you that I, you know, it's not jiving for me. Um, it doesn't bring you into the Star Wars sound design, and the music is good, but it doesn't feel Star Wars. It's hard to capture. It's hard to beat John Williams, though. No, but like, I don't know how why it works for Mandalorian, but it does. Well, the Mandalorian, it it's also very. It almost sounds like a western. It's indicative of like you know some of those mm-hmm. men with no name, you know, Clint yeah. Eastwood, you know, spaghetti westerns, right? But they found a way to make it feel Star Wars. I don't know how. Yeah, the yes. It's still very Western-like, too. But you're right. It is very Star Wars. They did fantastic there. And obviously, John Williams came back for parts of, you know, I'll be I think I think that there's, like, if you watch Rogue One, that music's fantastic. And it feels Star Wars. You've They've, they've set a palette of music to this era. And they pulled none of the themes through. Again, I, I think a lot of that is... A conscious choice because I think, I mean, this it literally is different than any other Star Wars show. We've seen that already. I mean, like I said, prostitutes, uh, murder, which we saw murder in Rogue One because we saw prostitutes even down to in Jedi or slave, like a sex slave, I guess. Right, right, right. But it's not. This is darker. It's grittier. It is grittier. So. I think a lot of those were intentional things to make it say, this is a bit different. It can be different, but you need the cues to bring it into the realm. And I think it's just lacking a few. Well, let me throw this off. Let me throw this off. Let me throw this out there. 
let's pay attention to the music and see how it ends up when we get to the last three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe fair. that's the point. Maybe they want it to spare it, and it gets closer to the Star Wars we know as the rebellion forms. Yeah, we'll maybe see. that's maybe it gets closer to that motif, and maybe that's the point. That's a fair. Any so who do you think as we close this out? Who do you think will show up? I mean, we've got to see Bail Organa at some point, right? You think so? Because he is part of the you know the nascent uh, rebellion, but. I, we already know Mon Mothma is going to be in this. I think this is yeah, her yeah. show to tell her side of it. Yeah. But, but will we see like Tarkin hologram? Will we know. see, will we see uh, a Krennic? Will we see a, a hologram of the empire emperor? He went into, he went in to shoot stuff for Kenobi. Right. Which is a great in the uh, making of, by the way, it's a really great scene of him doing his part because he was all in full makeup. It was not CG at all. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I know we're going to get a cameo or two because that's just how Star Wars works. Well, it's it's the correct cameo. I mean, it is the time. Right, right, right. But, I mean, even in what was it, Rogue One, where we saw the walrus man and Dr. Yeah, What's his face. That, that one was a little more fan service. But like some of the other things, right. you know, Tarkin was that's that's the story. Like, why wouldn't he be in it? And it makes sense. Tarkin right. belongs there. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know who we're going to see. I'm, I'm really curious to see who we see. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'll tell you this. I don't want to see Palpatine and here's why. This is definitely a, like I said, realer, grittier version. Notice how there was no references to the force. There's no Jedi. There's no Sith. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Rogue One was that way too. But if it's politics. That's fine. We'll see. So. Well, we had Sith in Rogue One. The name was Darth Vader. Yeah, but he shows up at the end, right? Yeah, in the middle too. Chokes Krennic. There is that. But I like the. I, I have I, to admit, I, don't, I like Star Wars without all of that. To me, I well. think Vader would be a stretch on this show. But not the politics of the empire. So, like to me, Tarkin is the ultimate baddie that should go to here at some point. Because I'm right okay now, with Tarkin. every what's that? I'm okay with Tarkin because Tarkin is kind of anti-force anyway. He's just a military. I'm going to do my duty. Kind of. Well, even worse than that, he's he's a fascist, fascist. Um, but like, you know, you could see how the government here is 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 intruding upon everyone everybody's just kind of like they don't they're so scared they're just doing their thing they're i'm just going to get through my day and just look the other way even the sergeant who or whatever his name was that was like listen these two guys got in a fight with the wrong guy just leave it alone i don't want to deal with it just let it just let it go by and let, let it you know everybody's just kind of like just let it go keep your head down just and, that, and this is how you lose freedoms right you just keep just you know what i don't want to make it hard just do your thing and i won't be bothered Right. Um, so these are the things we're going to learn that will mirror what's happening in our own world in some way. Like, well, I don't even want to get involved with politics or I don't even want to, you know, I'll just do my thing and it'll be all right. Well, no, it won't. <laughs> you know, it will not be all right. If, you know. Yeah. You can't just put your head down and hopefully fascism will go away. Right. Yeah, it, it won't. So that's the thing. There's some really good themes in here. So I'm excited. But those are the problems I had. 
um, very small ones. We'll see. Again, I'm not going to say this is a great series yet. We'll wait to the end. Could be crap by the time it's done. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. I think the production is phenomenal. They did set. It's not just all volume, which I have no problem with the volume. People get all freaked out. Like, I don't care. If the story is good, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, it is, I challenge some people is, that can they can point out practical versus volume. I bet it's a lot harder than it used to be. They do it, but I don't watch it to do that. If the story's boring and I have to do that, that's a problem. Right, but I'm saying I know they made a big deal about actually doing sets and stuff on this. Yeah, but I'm just saying, even in Kenobi, yes, we knew some scenes were in the volume, but I bet you, if you guess, you couldn't figure them all out. No, but I think there's some, it's the way you feel when you're watching the show. Like Maybe. it feels like a small set where like some of these look huge and, you know. True, true. Um, at the end of the day, it's really about the story and the characters. And I, I hope Bix comes around, stays around. I hope that's not the end of her. I thought she was a great, great character. I liked her. Um, we'll I'm see. curious. I'm really curious. There's a lot more story to tell. I'm very curious because. Obviously, his sister, who he left behind as a young girl, mm-hmm. she got off the planet somehow. I want no, to find out where right. she is. We don't know. So we also uh, that one dude who's like basically the um, Mister McGee to, to the Hulk, who's trying to chase chase Andor down. He's a bulldog. I mean, he's got his own. He's just you could tell he's got something going on in the future where he wants to do his duty. He's just you know, Karn. Yeah, but I mean, from his point of view, he's like, listen, the guy killed two of my our people. I gotta get this guy. He's not an evil guy yet. He's just doing his duty. But if you just keep doing your duty, that's how fascism wins, right? Like you're not gonna much like the Rogue One movie where they're like where she says, Oh, you could have you know, you were gonna shoot my dad. It was I was, I was under orders, you know. You're no better than a stormtrooper. He goes, but did I I didn't pull the trigger. So no, I'm not. I you know it's like I did go against orders, and if you know, you can't just always go. You can't always just you know follow orders. Exactly. Or, you know, in the Nazi thing, when I'm following orders. So, um, but what is a good soldier and what is not? You know. So, does a good soldier follow orders, or does you know? You can watch uh, a few good men to find that the answer to that question. Depends on the moment. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, I, I'm liking the show. That's that's my take so far. Awesome. I'm right there with you. Cool. All right. We got a lot more. To, like Again, I don't know when we'll be able to talk about uh, the next couple episodes because next week might be a little tough. But, uh, Michael, how can people tell us what they think about any of the shows we talked about today? Exactly. She-Hulk, uh, House of the Dragon, Andor. What are your thoughts? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast or Facebook is more your jam. We have a group and a page at the Kybercast. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash Kybercast. Or the best way to help out the show is to smash that subscribe button. That's right. I said it. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, Tell your friends about the show. Leave a a review at the podcast. Um, You can tell your friends that it's on all the podcatchers that they can find. Or even just go to our website at Kybercast.com where all our episodes are streaming there via SoundCloud. And you can listen to them there and check out the store. So uh, that'll do it, I think, for this week. We've covered a lot of ground. There's a lot more to come. Uh, we are in the throes of television craziness. It's September. Uh, they've got, you know, so much TV that's going to happen in the next month, couple months or so. So 
anything else to add, Michael, before we shut this thing down? Just a reminder, we, like Joe said, are recording scheduled a little off next week, but we do have an episode planned, and it should be a surprise. It'll be dropping earlier than usual. That's right. We'll do it. Well, We'll get it in the can. We'll see if I can get it edited in time before I get everything to do. <laughs> I won't promise. We're recording it earlier. Maybe you won't hear it earlier, but mm-hmm. we. Yeah. I'll do my best. It will be an episode next week. Yeah, we'll try. Um, I, actually, I can. Rec- I can. I'll, I'll. If we record Monday, I, I'll have time on Wednesday in the hotel to uh, to probably do an edit. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. with that being, that being said, I hope you have a, a, a great week and you come back to the KyberCast uh, whenever we come back to talk about Andor and the other shows uh, in, in uh, House of the Dragon. So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.